You're listening to The Blueprint, brought to you by Executive Platforms. In every episode, we will discuss the topics and trends, the issues and ideas, the challenges and opportunities facing senior business leaders today. This series is one more way we want to engage with our network of industry executives. Thanks for joining us. Hello again, everyone. You're joining us for another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint Podcast Series. My name is Jeff Nix. I'm head of content and research. My guest today is Alex Kazar of IFM Supply Chain. Uh, we're going to be having a conversation about uh, forecasting, maybe some sales and operational planning, basically what supply chain leaders need to get better at in a post-pandemic world. I think it's going to be a great conversation, a very timely one. Um, Alex, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Why don't we start off? I know you've been having a lot of conversations on site with different supply chain uh, decision makers, mm -hmm. senior executives. What are some of the issues they're coming to you with? Yeah, so I think uh, everyone in the industry is really uh, trying to understand how to balance their inventory post COVID-19. So 2020 hit, nobody could get inventory, everything stopped, everyone was stocking up. Uh, and now we're seeing the exact opposite of that. How do you kind of bring down that inventory? How much do you need? How much do your customers have? Because they were stocking up too. So there's really this entire bullwhip effect happening, and people are trying to better collaborate with their with their customers, with their vendors, understand their capacities better, uh, and ultimately find that kind of magical balance of the right amount of inventory, um, and and uh, where to, where to have it, um, and that starts with forecasting as well. So demand planning, uh, and having the the most accurate demand plan is going to help you have the most accurate and optimized inventory. So. I would say that's one of the, the top topics on, on people's minds is first inventory optimization. What's the right amount of inventory to have, but then also how can I better uh, plan upstream to, to help me with that. And what are some of the best practices if you want to improve your planning? Yeah, so um, definitely, I think everyone's focused for the last five years, I'd say has been focused on SNOP. Uh, and so definitely having an SNOP process in general and having collaboration. So that does not mean just a statistical modeling. Uh, that is a, a at this point a commodity in my opinion. Uh, any any good planning solution should have statistical modeling, uh, but really having that consensus demand planning process um, on the on the forefront and as the base of an SNOP process is, is really important um, as as a baseline. Um, so I think that's one of the 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 most important things um, that people are looking at. But then also SNOE. So everyone spent all this time doing these planning activities. Now how do you execute that plan? Uh, and so a lot of companies have shifted and said, okay, we're comfortable with the plan that we have. However, we're having trouble executing it. And that's become a new focus for a lot of companies is how can you actually better execute uh, the plan that you spent all this time and, and money and effort creating. Um, and something that, uh, that, that we do really well is bringing that plan together with the execution layer uh, within your, your ERP system. Maybe we can expand upon that a little. I, I can appreciate tools are one of the things that are going to make that SNOE work, but maybe we could walk through that in a, a couple smaller steps. What exactly is IFM Supply Chain bringing to the, their industry partners? Yeah, absolutely. So we are the only advanced supply chain solution that sits inside an SAP system. So uh, we exclusively work with SAP, uh, and that means 100% of our customers run SAP. Um, as I mentioned, we're the only advanced supply chain solution that actually is inside SAP. Uh, and I bring that up again already because um, that really makes us unique in the field. There's no external system, no external hardware. There's no interfaces to build. There's no transfer or replication of data, uh, which means the total cost of ownership and the effort to implement is is uh, much smaller. Uh, and so that's really what makes us unique in the space. 
Um, we focus on the internal supply chain, meaning demand planning, inventory optimization, um, production planning, and uh, MRP operations. So we have different modules that fit into all those different uh, processes uh, to help you with those different processes inside of SAP. Now, tools can only do so much. Solutions, software can only do so much. Ultimately, we uh, really market ourselves and, and um, work with our customers as supply chain consultants also. So all of our consultants, they know SAP. They've been in the industry, in the field. They've uh, worked as inventory managers, as buyers. Um, so they've all got background in uh, in that space. And so they're really focused on, yes, setting up the software and helping you use it, but also how do you improve your process and how does this solution help you define uh, best practice and uh, refine your, your overall process in general. When I put myself in the position of a, a supply chain executive, you know, I'm listening to this and I say, oh, you know, we actually do run on SAP. This could be a powerful new tool to yeah. incorporate into what we're doing. What does the typical timeline for something like that look like? Is it a relatively rapid process? Is it a, a slow onboarding? Uh, walk us through it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we've implemented it in as little as over a weekend, actually, with one of our modules. Now, that's not the uh, the typical case. There was a special circumstance. They were acquired a plant. They were going live. Uh, they needed realized they needed one of our solutions. But uh, typically, our quickest module is three to four weeks. Our uh, most complex or really the process that's most complex, demand planning that takes the most effort is norm normally nine to 12 weeks. When you think about the SAP space and ERP and software space, that is extremely rapid. And again, it's because we're inside of your existing ERP system, SAP. We don't replicate data. We don't have interfaces. That's normally a long, costly part of any project. Uh, and so it's very quick time to value, very quick implementations. And if you do, let's say you bought the whole suite and wanted to implement the whole thing, um, you know, it might be, say, 12 to 15 weeks. We can do those in parallel. It's not a one-by-one -one approach. So it depends a little bit on the scope, of course. Uh, and you know how many locations, people to train, all of that, but those are some kind of general timelines, but very quick uh, time to value for you. How does the day-to-day -day of uh, the person who ends up using this tool change once they have these new capabilities? Yeah, so we have very happy users. Um, our, our solutions make SAP a lot easier to use. Um, they're a lot more user-friendly, uh, but they don't have to learn a new interface. It's still inside of SAP, whether that is S4HANA, whether that is the traditional ECC, we have versions for both. Uh, we can operate in the Fiori with the new tiles, um, and we have some some solutions optimized for Fiori rendering and, and uh, uses. So, uh, yeah, users are, are very happy with the efficiency that we bring to the table. And in fact, uh, one of our modules, our operations cockpit, uh, really focuses on how you can do more with less or uh, allow your users to make more informed, more efficient decisions. Uh, and yeah, be be able to focus on more important things than just clerical activities. I know sometimes when we get talking about software, it can get um, a little abstract. I wonder if we could illustrate what we're talking about with maybe a real world example. Now, I wouldn't want you to name a client that you're not allowed to name drop, but could you walk us through a real world scenario where this tool has come online and help them do better? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we work with one of the, and I, I won't name drop, but uh, we work with one of the largest uh, auto suppliers uh, in the world, they uh, supply the GMs, the Fords, as well as a, a very large aftermarket. Um, they use our forecasting solution for their entire aftermarket division, and they're actually in the process uh, of looking at that for their production facilities as well. Um, and I, I bring that up because even though their production is largely in part just whatever the, the OEM is telling them they need, whatever the Ford or the GM or the Chrysler is saying they need, um, so they essentially have a forecast. They still want to do it on their own. They still want to say, okay, trust but verify. 
Um, so they're using our, our forecasting demand planning solution to plan all of their materials for the entire aftermarket. Uh, and then they're also using the inventory uh, optimization module uh, to make sure that they have the right, right inventory in the right locations. Um, they're doing, they're using the ABC XYZ functionality to create a nine box segmentation in there uh, and have the right strategies for groups of materials. Uh, and then they're also using our operations cockpit um, to streamline and uh, more efficiently make decisions day to day. So you have the planning side with demand planning and, and inventory, uh, but then you also have the executional layer, as I mentioned earlier, uh, SNOP and SNOE. So how can um, we help you with not only that planning side, but that execution side? Uh, and then actually they're in their production facilities, they're also using our production planning solution. So they have the whole suite um, running it globally and continuing to roll out. They have, uh, I forget the exact number, hundreds of plants globally. Um, so they're continuing to roll out our solutions over time. That's fantastic. And I think it really does illustrate how it can start with a better understanding of demand and then go all the way through their, their value chain. Yeah. And one thing I should mention as well is that um, we have a, a module approach, so you can bite off as much or as little as you want to chew. However, all these modules come together very nicely to enable that end-to-end -end SNOP process. For example, one of the things that um, this, this customer is doing is taking uh, their forecast in a simulation mode, or their demand plan rather, in a simulation mode, they're passing it through uh, to MRP. So standard SAP MRP runs against that in a simulated mode, and we present to them the capacity constraints uh, on the on the downstream side uh, so that their planners, their production planners can actually have an understanding of if this demand plan is what we're moving forward with, where are my constraints, where do I need to shift production, um, do I need to be uh, bringing on overtime or uh, working other shifts or whatnot, um, so they can plan ahead of time as well. So enabling that SNOP side uh, through all the modules coming together and dovetailing very nicely, uh, and then again, not only that planning, but then able to execute on that in the exact same screens, but in real time. And as you mentioned, this is uh, building upon and plugging into an existing SAP. So there's no problem with legacy assets or, or data pooling in places that aren't talking to each other. It's all one system. Exactly. Exactly. You got it. You know, I know you already gave us one example, but I think we can probably agree this is a, a interesting time for supply chain professionals. Uh, you know, we're entering an age of frequent disruption. A lot of things are changing. We've come out of a, a pandemic and we're no longer fighting fires, but we're trying to figure out the new normal. Um, I wonder if you could maybe walk us through an example where this tool is helping an organization figure out what comes next. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, something that comes top of mind is lead times. So lead times are very variable right now. I would say they're starting to level out in some industries, but generally what we're seeing is that there's still a, a lot of variation in when people are able to deliver. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But um, end of the day, what, we're, what we've seen is that a lot of, of vendors uh, both internal and, and external at bigger companies. They have their internal plants that are producing and, and shipping to them. Uh, they've been getting beat up pretty bad by their customers on not being able to deliver on, on promised lead times. So what they've done is just said, okay, well, your lead time is now 10x what it was, and we'll make sure we get it there within that time frame. So buyers are buying to say, let's say a 120-day lead time, but the product's actually shipping in 30 days. Uh, and again, a lot of reasons for that. One is now those vendors have also built up inventory they don't have to necessarily produce it, so they can actually ship it in a shorter lead time. Um, point being, the lead times are, are very variable, and the data inside the system, it, the lead times that are maintained inside the system are what is driving an MRP calculation and a recommendation on what to purchase, what to produce, and when. Uh, what we, one of the things that we do within our inventory optimization solution is a, a replenishment lead time monitor. 
so we can give you uh, actual lead times at an individual line level per PO, uh, per production order, per process order. Uh, but we can also aggregate that up at a vendor level, at a material level, so that you can actually see what are the actual lead times we've seen over the last 30, 60, 90 days, the last year. What are the averages? And then from there, we can also update those uh, in the master data so that now your results from MRP are much more accurate, uh, much more useful. And the buyers aren't really trying to, and buyers and production planners are not really trying to sort through this kind of mess of, of lead times of what's happened in the past. What do I expect is going to happen in the future? Um, and they really have uh, actual hard data to have conversations with the vendors as well. Yes, you said it's promised 120 days, but you've been delivering it in 30. Is that what I should expect in the, in, in the next order? You have inventory sitting on the shelves. Those types of things help drive those conversations instead of kind of just uh, you know uh, shooting blindly. Mm. I mean, it sounds like a really powerful tool that you know is meeting the needs of the moment. Um, I know we've covered a, a few different areas in this conversation. Um, before we wrap up, is there one or two key takeaways you would like to highlight for people to think about a little further? Yeah, I'll just reiterate. Um, I, I, can't, I can't say it enough times that uh, the unique differentiator that we ha we have is that we're inside of SAP. So anybody that's familiar with any sort of implementation of any solution uh, uh, would understand very quickly the efficiencies of not having to interface between systems. Um, and then again, that end-to-end -end, uh, supply chain offering that we do have coming together to really enable an SNOP and SNOE process. All right. Well, for people who have been listening to this and want to learn more or ask a few questions, what's the best way to get in touch? Yeah, you can check out our website at ifmsupplychain.com. Uh, and uh, there's a, a contact form on there. You can reach out that way. Uh, we'd be happy to, to get in touch and, and talk more. Okay. Well, for everyone who has been listening to this, I encourage you to check out that website. It sounds like a, a powerful tool that's meeting the needs of the moment. Alex, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me, Jeff. <laughs> You've been listening to another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint Podcast Series. I've been Jeff Mix. Let's do it again soon.